Imagine being a band parent in 1984, working to help the band while your students are in the band, and then staying and continuing to volunteer and help the band all the way to the present day. On this episode of BOA Today, we meet just such volunteers who've spent almost 40 years working for the American Fork High School Band. Hello, this is Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. I'm the host of the Marching Roundtable podcast and the creator of MarchingArtsEducation.com. Welcome to BOA Today. On this episode, we also talk about how to improve your program by working to share students most effectively with other organizations in your school. On that topic, I talk with John Mays and Stephanie Click of Seven Lakes High School. Plus, we get tips from a top instructor and a BOA adjudicator. All on this episode of BOA Today. The Marching Roundtable presents BOA Today a special podcast created to take you behind the scenes and up close to the great performances, interesting stories, and fascinating people that make Bands of America so exciting. The Marching Roundtable is proud to be an official media partner of Music for All. This podcast series is sponsored by Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com roundtable. That's fjminc.com roundtable. Hi, I'm Andre Williams, and over the last 11 years, I've designed, choreographed, coordinated, directed, and instructed for a few guards and marching band programs. Currently, I'm the visual coordinator and guard director at Mount Vernon High School, the movement coordinator for Fisher's Band and Guard, and the artistic director of Elevate Performing Arts. While we're all wrapped up in this madness of competition season, I wanted to take a moment and give us all some tips and reminders as we're nearing the end. One, students, this is about you. Take a moment when you hit that field and look around, not just at the performers around you, but at your audience, your directors, your judges, your parents. All of these people showed up to support you and cheer you on. So remember that and take a deep breath and do your best. Don't take this opportunity for granted. Two, A reminder to all of us, this is not just a competition. This is art. Designers work day in and day out to produce quality product for their groups. Directors and instructors tirelessly work to bring this art to fruition by training the performers. The parents are behind the scenes fixing props and volunteering their free time to help as much as possible. And the performers are striving to present their best selves every time they step on that field. So clap for each other. And cheer each other on because we're all doing the hard work. Three, most important, take a deep breath. Have fun. And as my mom would say, do it with excellence. And bring that box five attitude. Thank you, Andre, for those tips. Up next, we hear from some wonderful band parents who've been volunteering for almost 40 years at American Fork High School. But first, Daniel Valdez from TX Bands shares a recap of this past weekend's performances. Tim, I am back at the stadium. TexasBands.com crew never leaves. We just don't know how to do it. Let's recap the weekend. Let's start all the way in the Northeast because I know Bands of America is so excited to be in the Northeast. Piscataway, New Jersey, the birthplace of college football, but the bands took over Rutgers Stadium. Congratulations to the Dartmouth High School Band. If you're a WGI percussion person, you know about Dartmouth High School. You know all about their fantastic percussion ensembles. Guess what? The band's pretty good, too. So congratulations to Dartmouth High School. Let's head over to Jacksonville, Alabama, at the campus of Jacksonville State University. Guess what? Dobbins Bennett, 
for the second time this month is a Bands of America Regional Champion. Congratulations to Dobbins, Ben, and I cannot wait to see your program at Grand Nationals. An incredible season you're having, a historic season at that. And then we got to end in Texas, the Bands of America Waco Regional Championships. Why? Say it with me, because Waco, that's why. Congratulations to the Cedar Park High School Band, an incredible show, Mirror Mirror, incredible sounds, awesome visuals, great stuff indeed, awesome stuff from the Texas programs. That was a lot of programs that aren't holding uh, their their uh, state contest this year, but they were able to finish out strong with the Bands of America Way for Regional Championships. Awesome stuff from everybody. We're winding down the season. We're winding it down, but it's a fast wind down, so get ready. The next two weeks are going to be extra exciting in Bands of America World. For the record, tell us your name. Dan Adams. How many years have you been involved with the band? Um, since 1984. How many years is that? <laughs> um, my daughter was in the band, and I was a parent, and we started watching our children perform with the band. How many children did you have go through the band? We had four of our six children that went through the band. What instruments? Um, basically, our we had uh, percussionists. And what have you been doing for the band all of these years? Well, I've been um, mostly working with the moving of and transportation of the equipment and uh, helping to build props and... Uh, we're taking care of making sure that all of the equipment and the the uniforms equipment are, are located appropriately for the for the band to perform, and then of course we've been organizing the band dads, and of course there's band moms that are in that uh, in that same group that are as volunteers. A lot of people ask, how on earth do you get so many people involved? I can tell them. You have to give them all a meaningful job to do, and that's how you get them involved and keep them involved. Well said. Are there any props that you remember that you particularly liked? <laughs> Your favorite props, the weirdest props? What I think one of, the fa one of the favorite props was a cannon, an air cannon that we used. This was before they, the, you know, the BOA wouldn't allow that to happen, but in those early years, we actually had a cannon that we had developed, and we would air, we had pumped the air in the cannon up, and uh, and then we would shoot it during the uh, during their performance. It was actually the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, and the and they had cannons on these ships that we had built as props. And they actually would shoot these, but it was shooting confetti and other things up in, in the air. But that was a very unique um, prop that we had. So confetti, not a freshman or something? It was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What effects do you see marching band having on these kids? Well, as soon as they come to the high school, they already have 100 friends. And I think that's been a great transition as they've come into the high school. I think they had always had such a great group of friends in the band that made a, a terrific, uh, a terrific 
impact on their lives to just have friendships that they could associate with all through the time that they're, they were in the high school. What do you get out of helping with the band year after year? Well, uh, of course, at the beginning, we were concentrating on our, watching our children and helping our own children be involved. But then after, after they had all graduated and we were still continuing, we had a lot of friends or a lot of people in the band, young people and adults. Um, I think we, what we found as we were working as volunteers, we had many adult friendships with other, other parents that really have been long-lasting. And then to see, I think the biggest thing is to see the, the children, such a large number of students that are performing and having such a, per, has a special experience of success. That's been the biggest impact, is that it's been a tremendous impact to the, to the youth of American Fork, and um, because there's so many involved. But I think a lot of the uh, favorite memories that I have is to be able to see the children go out, the students go out, and to know that they have done how they have performed to the very best of their ability and what a thrill it was for them to come off the field just in tears and knowing that they have had a special experience in being able to perform. And just as I came in here, I have two great-granddaughters that are out in the, uh, that are turning flags in the cadet group right now. So they, that, that's a thrill to see our family continue that way. My name is Karen Adams. Dan and I have done this as a hobby, as a fun thing to do together. And over the years, it really has turned out to be that way. We have loved being with uh, the students and to be with the adults that we work with. And we've had, we just look back and think we've had a wonderful experience that not every couple gets to do. And that is to be with wonderful um, students and um, see them perform and especially our experiences with transporting equipment with Luke and Susan Savage. Those are memories that no one can take away from us. <laughs> one of the things that we also um, are very proud of is the fact that our children, our daughter who played tuba, she was a band um, president in Virginia for three years when her uh, students were going through. Uh, we have a daughter that's in... Um, at uh, Farmington, and she's over the color guard, not teaching but managing the affairs there because she has two daughters in the, in the color guard there. Um, our daughter in Orem was band booster president. So we feel like um, band has contributed to their um, activities as well as adults. My name is Susan Savage. Uh, we started in the band with the band in... Um, 1990. I loved when we got in the truck and got to go anywhere. It was wonderful. We would, um, it was hard for me to kind of climb up in that truck, but Luke, Luke loved to drive. That was his thing, and he was really good at it. And 
I remember one time we were at Disneyland, and it was really tight to get in there. And he backed that truck up with space like six inches on either side. He was he was just so good at it, and it was fun to see him do that. So I enjoyed that part of it. But we also enjoyed going with Dan and Karen across the country. And, you know, we were, we were gone for 12 days. And uh, we'd take a picture every day and have, you know, five days, and then we'd do six days and seven days. And um, we had so many good conversations on the way back and on the way over. And Luke was... Um, remarkable to to drive in the snow we in wyoming when we came back we had a hit a really big s- snowstorm and a windstorm and you know the the wind on that truck it it can move it back and forth and he he did such a good job with it but he he loved every minute of it and it was fun for me to watch him love it so much what do you see the band doing for all these kids well i see i see it doing it for the parents as well as the children I I am so amazed that there sometimes there are parents that have two or three children in in the band at the same time and every time we take a trip they have to help pay for that and it's I think it's so wonderful that they pay for lessons for these children uh the youth and they pay for those trips and the, so often they're par- participating as band moms and band dads as well but I love that it helps the families and when Luke and I talked about that, one of the things that he said to me on the way back from that trip from St. George, he said, how else can we help 290 families all at once? How else could we do that? And we just decided that this would be a great way to be able to do that. But there's so many people that, that volunteer and, and donate to the band. And they donate their time and they donate um, instruments and it's just everybody working together, and that's what I love. It's not just one family doing it. It's a lot of people, businesses in, in American Fork that have really stepped up to help. And um, I just, I'm so proud of everybody that's participating with the band. Tell us your name. Anne Boyer. And with an E or without? Anne with an E. Always got to get the spelling. <laughs> You've taught... Generations of band students, almost. Am I, is that does that sound bad? No, because it's true. So yes, I know there's generations, but definitely families full of band students. There is a rumor that I retired a little while ago, but I think that Mr. Major's concept of retirement is not quite my concept, and so I still keep going into school um, twice a week to work with the two upper bands. We team teach, he'll take the woodwinds off and I'll work with the brass. So although I officially retired a few years ago, I I am still going in, mainly because I can't resist going in and working with those kids and with Lance too. What's irresistible about those kids? There's something special about them. I think, I mean, I love the high schoolers, but I think junior high students, they're kind of malleable and they're loyal and they are excited about everything, and they just want to learn, and they're, they're just amazing human beings. It's just exciting to work with them. I, I think most people's memories of band and that, the happiest things are, are maybe like competitions and stuff like that, but I, I'm going to tell you about an occasion that just made me even more proud of who the, these kids are. 
many years back, it may have been like that rise and fall of Rome year, we had a competition up at the University of Utah, and I think that might be the only time we kind of had the state festival up there or something like that. And American folk were beaten by Davis. And it was kind of quite stunning. Uh, you know, the crowd were like, oh, but they actually deserved to come second. But it was kind of a, it was a shock to everybody. And so after the awards and all that kind of stuff, we went down into the car park and the students lined like the where the buses were parked. And when Davis Band came through, they clapped and cheered for that band. And I was just so proud of them that here they were, they were experiencing a very, very rare loss and yet could rejoice in the fact that this band had beaten them and they were out there clapping and just showing their appreciation. And it was just, that that's the class. That's the class act that this band is. Even when they lose and it's painful, they support and clap for others. I think the fact that there is a common goal within the entire band community, and um, going back to my previous comment, it's not just about winning. I think everybody who's involved in the program realises that, yes, it's nice to win and get all of those lovely, lovely trophies, but it's a process. And during that process, all of those other benefits of being in band and in marching band, specifically that learning together, that striving, that making mistakes, building on mistakes, getting better, I think that um, is very powerful. And the fact it is one of those things that, um, that the community can get involved in, the fact that you can be there with your students as a band mum or a band dad, and offer that time and celebrate those times together. I don't know that there are that many things that you can do with a youngster that you can be a very, very positive part of. So I, I think the fact that it's there are so many people involved and I think everybody knows that all of those little pieces are integral to the success of the band and we couldn't do it without all of those things. I think that's what makes it the most glorious part. And then the fact that, you know, these kids stay friends. So you remember who you were in band with. And I remember, sadly, I know we've just had um, Heather Christensen's anniversary, which was a, um, something that deeply impacted the band. But I also remember uh, during James's time when we actually lost two students in a, in a car accident. And the way that the, the community, the band community, students, staff... Uh, the, the wider community came together to support the kids and the families through that was just, it just kind of, it, it crystallised who we are as band. It's like, it's not just band, it's family, and it runs deep. And those ties, I think, last forever. I mean, I have students now, as I say, some of them are teaching music, some of them are not teaching music, but they will still call by my home and ask if I need anything, how I'm doing. And that is like all of a sudden, after only having one child, I've got <laughs> hundreds of kids through the years from through this program. So I think it's something very special. I don't know how unique it is, but I know it's something that I really cherish in my life. And I'm immensely proud to be part of this program. After a brief sponsor message, we hear from John Mays and Stephanie Click of Seven Lakes High School with ideas for more effectively sharing students with other organizations in your school. 
But first, we hear from BOA adjudicator Mark Hoskins. Good afternoon, marching pageantry people. This is Mark Hoskins from Marietta, Georgia, joining you here in my backyard, enjoying this crisp but beautiful weather uh, as we move toward the culmination of this fantastic marching band season. Uh, I've had the pleasure of judging and observing some incredible bands in six separate states already this season, and it's been a truly magical experience watching young people do what they do best and seeing the creative minds of uh, staff and directors uh, putting some of their best products ever out there on the field. Uh, I am looking forward to having another couple of weeks of uh, enjoying these fantastic bands, and I'm hoping that everyone is enjoying uh, the process of the year. It is now down to the nitty-gritty, as we like to say, in the uh, marching band world, and everybody's really honing their skills and presenting their best products. So uh, continued success to everyone. Uh, if your season is over, congratulations. If your season is still going on, good skill to everyone, and I'm just looking forward to seeing some great bands in the next couple of weeks. Take care, enjoy the weather, and vote. This podcast is sponsored by FJM. Fred J. Miller Incorporated. FJM is the leader in marching arts uniform manufacturing and continues to lead the charge through groundbreaking design, superior service, and over 60 years of industry innovation. The Cesario collection of marching band uniforms is 100% machine washable, includes a limited lifetime warranty, and makes the fitting process a breeze with their adjust-a-cuff and adjust-a-hem technology. Now is the perfect time to create a new image for your program. Chat with a live FJM representative or schedule your complimentary consultation today at fjminc.com roundtable. That's fjminc.com roundtable. Fred J. Miller Incorporated, family owned and operated since 1960. My name is John Mace. I'm the director of bands Seven Lakes High School. Uh, this is my 22nd year of teaching. This is my seventh year at Seven Lakes High School. Um, Seven Lakes High School opened in 2005 um, and actually uh, started as a BOA participant, um, I believe, the first year that they were opened. Um, it has been every year since. Um, it wasn't until 2018, my second year at Seven Lakes, that the, the band finally um, made its first uh, finals appearance um, at a regional. Um, and so over the course since 2018, over the course of the last several years, has continued to kind of rise. Um, I feel like uh, as, a, as a BOA competitor um, and consistently being a finalist um, at, at the regionals that we have been attending. Um, and it's been, uh, it's just been an incredible journey um and a lot of fun and i feel like we've made a lot of strides and are continuing to do that my name is stephanie click and i'm one of the color guard directors here at seven lakes high school i have been on staff with the winter guard in some capacity since 2008 and then came on full-time as one of the color guard directors in 2020 um, and now full-time at the school every day um, with the color guard, all their class activities, and then also after school. So Stephanie, what is there that's special about Seven Lakes High School that you would like to share? I think one of the things that's really unique about Seven Lakes High School is that we're located in Fort Bend County, 
in Texas. We're about 30 miles west of uh, the city center in Houston, and it's the most diverse county in the entire United States, even more diverse than Manhattan, um, LA, and we see that diversity in our band program. We have so many kids that have lived in multiple countries that speak multiple languages. Um, every ethnicity that you can imagine is represented in this band program. It makes it very unique for us, but also really special. So John, how does, um, what, what does that bring some challenges or advantages? How do you, how do you feel about it? I think um, I think one of the challenges that it brings is because it is so diverse. Um, you know, we have uh, the parents are also um, not necessarily accustomed to marching bands or band in general, um, and so we have a lot of parents that we have to educate along the way that didn't have the experiences that maybe we had. Um, growing up and being like growing up in the band system. I think one thing we did with our incoming freshmen this year that was really successful was that we did an entire campaign about the kids that do multiple activities, um, not just academics. That's another thing that is kind of a, we joke about it being a seven lakes thing. Everything at this high school is good. We have the state champion cheerleaders, our um, our volleyball team was, you know, is nationally ranked. It just seems like everything that you go down the list, everything here is good. And so with that, you're vying for these students to uh, to come into the program because they've maybe been labeled as, oh, well, you're a volleyball player. Well, you can also be a volleyball player and in band, or I'm a swimmer. Well, you can be a swimmer and also in band. And so we did a campaign in the spring that um, was photos of students doing their second activity um, and also in band and made sure we made posters of those and went and put them in our junior highs so that those students as they're doing their course selections coming in um, in the in the winter months knew that they they could do both and I think that's one of John's strengths as a director is that he will work with kids to the ends of the earth to make sure that um, when that they don't have to make a choice between band and something else, that there's there's always options and opportunities to be able to do both. Okay, well, you've touched on the other thing that every single band director or staff member deals with. And John, if you're good at this, let's get some advice because trying to <laughs> allow those students to do both things, that requires some flexibility, working together, communication. That's hard in certain situations. So how do you make that work so well? You know, I think it's a combination of a variety of things. I think what's really important and what's really worked out um, with us at Seven Lakes is, is building relationships with the entire staff on this campus, including like our coaching staff and, and all of the sponsors um, that are school-wide. I think having those relationships and having an open line of communication um, is extremely healthy and beneficial to being able to allow us to have our kids be able to do everything and be in multiple activities. You know, we have, I think we're really fortunate. We have an amazing relationship with our coaching staff on this campus. And I know that's very rare um, for a lot of high schools, but you know, we just, we, it's important for our kids to be involved and we want to, to make sure our kids don't have to make decisions and choose between this or that. Um, and so it's I, I, I pride myself on communicating um, with the teachers and coaches and 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 trying to take it out of take it out of the kids, um, putting the kids in that position of where they have to pick and choose 
um, and you know having those conversations with the other uh, the other individuals, other sponsors and coaches. And you know if we have a student that has a conflict, um, you know taking the opportunity to to have that conversation with that coach um, and working it out with the other adult. Um, so that we can work it out so that the student and the parent doesn't have to be put in a position of like, okay, well, I've got to pick this or i got to choose that. I think something else that works with us is in the springtime, early spring, we always have a big um, parent meeting uh, where we have a meeting with all of our incoming eighth grade parents. And it's kind of like a band 101 meeting and we share all kinds of information about high school band. One thing that I think uh, really has resonated well with those parents is us as a staff, we'll stand up and we share and we talk to the parents, those parents, and we, of course, we talk about the band program. But one thing that I think has really made an impactful um, uh, or an impact um, with those parents is I have a, I try to pick a variety of our students from the band program. Um, students that are involved in um, the higher level classes, students that are involved in both sports, athletics, and bands, students that are involved in other activities on the campus and also on band. And I have those students talk to the parents, to the eighth grade parents. And I try to highlight and I try to showcase those students. And, you know, so-and-so is um, is the star player on the volleyball team and she's also in band. And I, I, I try, to, try to showcase those kids and let them speak to the parents to kind of tell the parents from the student perspective that, you know, Yes, I'm involved in this and that, and the directors and the coaches make it happen, and they 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 work together, and and I think that I think that's been really impactful, letting the the parents hear it from the student perspective, um, and not just listening to the head director, you know, say like, yes, it can be done, but like actually hearing it from the students themselves, I'm like, yeah, it actually can be done, and and they do a great job making it work for us. COVID opened up a lot of eyes. Um, for everybody about, it, about how we approach things, um, especially myself. And, you know, I, I, I will admit I used to be that band director that, you know, if, you know, a student came up to me and they had a conflict with missing, never going to miss a rehearsal or something. And I, I, I was at, there was a point where I was like, it was, it was hard for me to want to share that time and want to, sh and, and, and be open um, you know, to having a kid miss rehearsal or, you know, like leave a rehearsal earlier for, for this or that. And I think going through COVID really put a lot of things into perspective. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, you know, if a student is there and has to leave out rehearsal an hour early for this or that, um, is it really that big of a deal? No, it's not, you know. And, and there was a one point in my career where I was like, that's no, it just, I can't know that, you know, it can't happen. No, you've got to be there. You've got to have you for the full time. Um, and I think just, just being willing to, to just kind of sit back and, and take everything in perspective um, and be willing to work with the students and the parents um, and allowing them to have all those opportunities because you know, when you, when you leave, when you leave high school, it's not, it's not always that way. You know, you don't always get that opportunity and, and you do have to make decisions and you do have to pick and choose. Um, and I just think it's really important for the kids to be allowed to have the opportunity to do everything that they want to at this, at this level. That's right. And I think we do, we try and go out of our way if they have a second activity that at some point that we attend. So we had a baseball, varsity baseball player last year 
Um, John got to throw out a pitch with him at one point. We went and watched a game. Um, you know, my daughter's a dancer. Her dance recital, the band directors and the entire guard staff will come. If we had a student that's in FFA, you showed a pig or a sheep or something with them. You know, we just, if you're in choir, we try to go to your concerts um, and try and make that concerted effort you know, that, that we're just not their directors when they're at band, but we also, you know, want to know what they're doing. And, and I think when you attend those activities, the second activity that the student's doing, you begin to understand um, maybe why it's important that they go or that, that you're splitting time. It, it helps us understand as well um, and just try and make the, you know, kind of the best compromises that we can with those kids. I think actually going back to kind of hitting on what she just talked about, going back to what you were asking earlier about how we've been able to build those relationships with the staff on the campus. I think doing those sorts of things, because, you know, when we go and attend and watch some of our kids at sporting athletics or other concerts and those sponsors see us there um, speaks um, volumes, you know, to mm -hmm. us supporting all of our kids and every activity that they're doing. I think that also has kind of played a factor into just the positive atmosphere that we have with the entire staff at Seven Lakes. It's fantastic. Well, your students are very lucky to have you there building that culture and working with them. And uh, I, you know, I'm really, really happy I got to speak to you. And thanks for sharing all this advice about the diversity, about sharing your students working together with the whole school community. This is really, really helpful stuff. So John and Stephanie both, thank you so much for talking with me. Thanks for having us, I really enjoyed it. Next week is the week of Grand Nationals, and we follow up on some of the stories we've shared this season on BOA Today. Plus, we hear from directors and instructors headed to Indy for Grand Nationals. Don't miss the episode next week. Watch for BOA Today every Wednesday this season from the Marching Roundtable. We take you behind the scenes and up close to the great performances, interesting stories, and fascinating people that make Bands of America so exciting. If you have a story about your band family that you would like us to share, please contact Tim via email at tim at marchingroundtable.com or fill out the contact form at marchingroundtable.com and watch for the fun, fast-paced video version of BOA Today presented by FJM. There's a new episode every Wednesday where we talk about the highlights from the previous weekend, bands that everyone is talking about, stories we're working on for upcoming podcasts, and what to watch for next weekend at Bands of America Regionals. You can find the video version of BOA Today on the Marching Roundtable YouTube channel. There's a link to the video version where this podcast is located at the Marching Roundtable, or just search for Marching Roundtable on YouTube. Thanks again to the sponsor of this podcast series, Fred J. Miller Incorporated, found at fjminc.com roundtable. That's fjminc.com slash roundtable. Thanks so much for listening. Marching Arts Education and the Marching Roundtable are proud strategic partners of Music for All. The Bands of America Championships, presented by Yamaha, are a program of Music for All. Music for All's mission is to create, provide, and expand positively life-changing experiences through Music for All. For more resources for educators and boosters, please visit advocacy.musicforall.org.